Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Tuesday, June 9th, 2020. I'm Sarah Lane. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman's sources say that Apple may announce it will replace Intel chips with its own main processors in Macs at WWDC, which starts on June 22nd. The new ARM-based processors are based on the same technology used in Apple-designed iPhone and iPad chips, but Macs would still run the macOS operating system. Apple has changed chips twice before. In the early 1990s, it switched from Motorola processors to PowerPC. And at WWDC in 2005, Apple announced it was switching from PowerPC to Intel. Sony rescheduled its PlayStation 5 event to Thursday, June 11th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. The company plans to show off games for over an hour at PlayStation.com PS5. IBM said in a letter to members of Congress that it's exiting the general purpose facial recognition business. CEO Arvind Krishna said in the letter, quote, IBM no longer offers general purpose IBM facial recognition or analysis software. IBM firmly opposes and will not condone uses of any technology, including facial recognition technology, offered by other vendors for mass surveillance, racial profiling, violations of basic human rights and freedoms, or any purpose which is not consistent with our values and principles of trust and transparency. An IBM rep told Axios that the company spent months on this decision, and it's been in communication with customers and will support existing clients. Honda announced that a cyber attack forced it to suspend global production on Tuesday after a virus hit the company's internal servers on Monday morning in Tokyo. Tuesday, Honda staff were advised not to access their work computers and take paid leave if possible. Production on all Honda's U.S. plants was halted on Monday, with factories in Japan affected after the group's car inspection system was attacked. Honda says much of its operation have since resumed, and the company doesn't believe that the cyber attack was related to decreased security due to teleworking. Google updated Google Maps to show COVID-19-related information, including locations that require a mask to be worn, COVID-19 checkpoints, and how crowded public transportation is likely to be. Google Maps will also show requirements when going to a testing or medical facility, including if an appointment is needed for COVID-19 testing in some countries. Cox Communications confirmed to Ars Technica that it lowers internet upload speeds in entire neighborhoods that show excessive usage, but didn't say how many users actually trigger those speed decreases. A Cox customer speaking to Ars, who was flagged, says that he received three calls from Cox, including a voicemail threatening account termination that said, quote, We need to speak with you regarding your internet usage. Your home is using an extraordinarily high amount of internet data and adjustments need to be made immediately. The customer says Cox didn't tell him how much data he'd have to use to keep his account, only that he was in violation of Cox's acceptable use policy, which includes a broad prohibition on transmitting accounts of data large enough to disrupt the network. Motorola announced the One Fusion Plus smartphone, which features a 6.5-inch FHD Plus display, Snapdragon 730 chipset, 6 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, and a 5,000 milliamp battery. It also has a pop-up 16-megapixel self-cam and four rear cameras, including ultra-wide, macro, and depth-sensing cameras. The phone runs Android 10 and comes to Europe later this month for €299. XDA developers said that it found an image asset in the latest Galaxy wearable app that confirms the Galaxy Watch 3 and also the bean-shaped design of the next Galaxy Buds. Samsung hasn't released a Galaxy Watch 2 yet, although there is a Galaxy Watch Active 2. Based on FCC listings, the Galaxy Watch 3 will come in 41mm and 45mm sizes with LTE options for both and stainless steel and titanium options as well. 
Finally, researcher Jane Manchin Wong uncovered a request verification field meant for the Twitter app's personal information section. Twitter told TechCrunch that the feature is not launched to the public, but when it is, Twitter will publicly document what qualifies someone for verification. Twitter paused verification in 2017. At that time, Twitter said that the verification was meant for authentication, not endorsement, and it needed to resolve that perception before it could continue to grant verifications. In 2018, Twitter said that it was prioritizing election integrity over verification. It has verified some candidates and elected officials, and also this year granted blue checks to public health officials. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to DailyTechNewsShow.com. You can find show notes and links to all headlines there as well. Remember, rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sarah Lane. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.